What's going on, guys? My name is David Gibbs. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcasting resource dedicated to telling these stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. Second try is a charm. Uh, accidentally happened to delete my uh, uh, first take of doing this. So, you know, not to embarrass myself anymore, but but, but still. Um, oh, everything's going well. Uh, Devin Lucol is our, is our guest today uh, from the University of Arkansas, Monticello. Um, he is, actually has a, a connection with one of our past guests, and when uh, Devin... You know, told me I know I know Sam Boyle, who was who was on our show back in December. It all kind of came back to me that Sam kind of referenced Devin a couple times throughout his episode. So it was nice to be able to have him on uh, to talk about some things about moving across the country. We talk about graphics. Um, we'll talk about what the hell a bull weevil is and a cotton blossom and the re- relationship between the two uh, as it pertains to a team name and athletic department. Uh, well, we'll talk about it all. So, um, not a whole lot else is going on. Um, just wrapped up my senior year, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I was just super busy with everything, trying to get grad school uh, all lined up. And if you don't know, I will be staying here at USI uh, to be their graduate assistant. Uh, I also started a summer job today. Today being Wednesday. Um, with a, a local minor league team here in town, being their official s- scorekeeper, uh, so we had an 11 inning game today. They, they, it was an exhibition. They called me, actually they didn't call me. They email, they texted me earlier this morning and they said expect this one to go to 10, 11 innings. And I was like, fantastic. So that that was different. I had to learn a new software program. Picked it up pretty quickly, so that not too worried there. Um, just looking to get started and get some home games in so we can get some money so we can start uh, surviving for the summer, basically. While everybody else has gone home, everybody else my age has gone home, I'm still here. So as far as that's concerned, there's that. But uh, anyway, if you can go ahead and already do this for me, just go over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, give us a rating and review. It goes a long way, a long, long way in, in, in developing our audience and sharing our audience, um, sharing the show around. It works out with iTunes' algorithm in some sort of way uh, so that we can get on some sort of leaderboard or, or, or whatever. But uh, anyway, if you can do that, that'd be fantastic. You can email me anytime, sportsinfocast at gmail.com. You can also uh, follow us on social media at Sports Infocast on Twitter and Facebook. Enough of me rambling on. Let's get to today's episode number 74 of SIDcast. We start off with some fun uh, or unorthodox questions right here on SIDcast. Yeah, so, no, I, I get my last time gets messed up a little bit. I've been <laughs> called Devon, Davon, and all that fun stuff, so... That's kind yeah. of strange. And yeah. then, you know, with a redheaded white guy walks in, it's <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> so college was fun for the first couple of years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I want to kind of – I usually start off asking people their very first taste of sports information, but I don't want to do that today. And I kind of kind of mentioned to you, um, I was kind of shown an article. Uh, it mentions the University of Arkansas Monticello. Um, 
also don't want to butcher that too. So, but the article was top ten scariest mascots. So, uh, yeah. so do you mind kind of explaining exactly what a bull weevil is or a blossom? Yeah, uh, bull weevil is essentially it's a bug. I mean, I, maybe says your thumb, maybe a little bit smaller, but it's just a bug that is around Arkansas. I don't know if they have it in Mississippi or Louisiana around the area. I'm sure they do, but they're in heavily populated areas where cotton is, and so they eat cotton essentially. Oh, okay. So that's kind of how our two mascots that we have because we have bull weevils and we also have cotton blossoms. Oh, okay. So we have they, the two kind of go together where you know bull weevils only around cotton kind of thing. But it's uh, <laughs> the the physical mascot though is uh, interesting how you take a insect and depict that into a cartoon character. Yeah, I think that's what the kind of uh, that's what the article was about. Like the physical like mascot itself, the suit itself was kind of like terrifying. It was like the subtext yeah. was like this will haunt your dreams or something like that. Well, it's like if you look up if you just type in like you know like weevil insect like it looks like a almost like a beetle where it's kind of got like maybe horns or something at the top, but ours just has like two antenna and then it's gonzo muppet like nose kind of thing <laughs> that's just kind of like all right i guess this is what we got perfect so it must be kind of fun working out with that some sort of a. I mean because that's something you don't really forget you know everybody knows about the banana slugs out of uc um actually now that i say that i can't even think of the uc branch but how do you guys kind of you know have fun with that as far as marketing is concerned how do you guys kind of get you know, fans to games. I mean, how do you get people in the in the gym and on the field at Monticello? Uh, the biggest thing, I mean, it's a small area, so you kind of have to hit those, you know, there's surrounding cities, obviously, but right. it's about an hour and a half between, you know, southeast Arkansas to, say, Little Rock or, you know, whatever hours to Fayetteville up north. Uh, but having a unique mascot like that, though, gives you that opportunity to have someone see, like, oh, what's a weevil? Like, I'm going to at least click on something. I mean, the first time they see something, they may not, you know, attend. But regardless, we're getting, you know, Facebook views, t- Twitter interactions, stuff like that. So, I mean, that's the biggest plus, I guess, is having something that's a little bit weird and unique there. <laughs> is that at least it gets their attention, at least, rather than, you know, see something like, you know, there's a lot of, like, bulldogs or, you know, I mean, different birds, like cardinals and stuff like that. So, it's like, it's a little bit out of the ordinary, at least, you know, especially if you use that mascot, because I've used that picture. <laughs> <laughs> of him of him and uh, we actually got a female one too now so it's like you see that you're at least going to click on it just to see what it's about <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah a little bit of a different thing there and i just kind of want to start off just by asking you that but um let's go back to your kind of bare bones uh basic grassroots for you uh what was i know that you played uh basketball at mm-hmm. mount olive so what was your kind of very first taste of sports information my first taste was oh probably maybe my junior or first senior year because I did do two, <laughs> but uh, my basketball career was very short lived <laughs> to my freshman and sophomore years. Uh, a lot of JV action <laughs> mainly, <laughs> but uh, I mean still a part of it though. But uh, you know like injuries and stuff, you know that happens. You know playing other sports in high school that caught up to me <laughs> sooner than later, and so my initial thinking was all right. Well, I can't physically play you know competitively anymore. So I want to work in it. I mean, it's what I enjoy. It's what I know. Let's see if I can make a career out of this. And, I mean, it really, especially now, too, I mean, stuff has developed so much where it's really not that hard to get, you know, started within athletics. Uh, But at that time, it was mainly, 
uh, talking to our SID at who was at Mount Olive, who's uh, Dave Schulenson, who you know had been there for years and years, uh, and also talking with also just other coaches too, because I actually didn't start in sports information. I started with women's soccer, so okay. it's kind of like a transitional period of. Well, this team needs help. Maybe I'll be a manager for a year. I, you know, managed a little bit for basketball. Start doing, you know, PA announcing for uh, Sports Info because nobody else wanted to do it. <laughs> PA is always the one that puts people off. <laughs> so I was just like, sure, why not? You know, I need some experience there. And that transitioned into doing like radio broadcasts and stuff like that, or live stream broadcasts, and then just kind of over the shoulder stats, and you know, eventually just working for just about every team that Mount Olive had <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you, with you on this. Cause this is how I kind of got into sports information was by injury. Um, what, and want to know kind of in your words, what did it feel like? What did it mean for you to be able to not play your sport anymore that you really, you know, kind of loved playing? Uh, I mean, it was hard initially, uh, go through periods of, cause I mean, we have, you know, with injuries taking over. So it's like, you get to that point of, all right, well, my first instinct is I want to rehab myself and I want to get better so I can play, but it's like if you have something so terrible that kind of affects you where you just can't, then mm-hmm. it's like you just kind of sit back. I mean, I went through, you know, a couple of weeks of, you know, sulking and stuff like that and I'm not, not feeling <laughs> the greatest because it's like, well, now what do I do? Yeah. And I just think the, the biggest thing was that just having a good college atmosphere of, you know, friends or stuff like that to kind of help, you know, pick you up and – a lot of people within the athletic department already knew who I was. Uh, the basketball coach down there even said, like, you know, to come help manage and stuff like that. So it was more of just not letting myself just be consumed and saying, you know, well, you know, uh, yeah, I'll just go to class and then figure it out from there. Right. Or, you know, even transferring because that was a whole other <laughs> thing I thought about too because it's like, well, I can't play basketball or I can't even do this. So it's like, do I restart half my college career already at somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of had the same same kind of experience. You know, I broke both my legs, and then I was like, "Well, I might as well just leave," you know, which I kind of did. I came down here, and now it's worked out for the better. But, um, so what was life like when you were trying to, you know, just figure things out, see where you fit? And you, like you said, you you love sports, you wanted to work in sports, but uh, what was it like trying to kind of figure out? Well, managing might not be for me. Let's try something else. I mean, how did you kind of narrow it down to sports info per se? Uh, well, I could say I'm still trying to narrow it down, honestly, with <laughs> as many different sects and aspects of sports info that currently and are, you know, being created nowadays. Uh, but at that time, because uh, I did transition from managing to, like, doing student assistant coaching for both men's volleyball and women's soccer. But at that point, it's like I never really played either of those, so I can't really do a career in coaching something I've never really played. <laughs> It'd be a little difficult to do. Uh, and so I just kind of soaked up as much as I could from, you know, assistant SID, SID at Mount Olive, graduated, and there's about a year and a half period where I was just, you know, working at, you know, summer job kind of thing back home, and I just kind of thought to myself, it's like, well, I've got this degree in sport management, but I'm doing nothing with sports. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> at that point, I was kind of like, okay, well, let me do my research. Let me do my homework. Uh, I found out about, you know, NCAA job market and teamwork online. And I just started kind of, <laughs> I mean, buckshot approaching and just, just kind of hitting everywhere <laughs> to see, you know. I mean, I literally applied anywhere and everywhere to United States to, you know, overseas and places just to say, hey, how do I get my foot in the door 
on an athletic side. Right. And I just kind of got lucky, honestly, <laughs> uh, with, you know, everything that I had done in college obviously helped me because that gave my resume, you know, the meat of athletic work. And that's what transitioned in getting a graduate assistantship and kind of focusing on, oh, okay, sports information. I like stats. I like sports. So let's see how we can <laughs> make a job out of that. <laughs> yeah. So what were some other things you kind of mentioned you applied overseas, but what were some other positions you applied for? Uh, I looked at everything from, well, <laughs> initially, you know, you don't really realize when you're 22, 23, and you see, oh, I don't know, assistant AD or associate AD, and you're like, oh, sure, right, sports or something, I can do that for college, and it's like, nah, that's not how it works. <laughs> so it was, you know, that narrowed down to, you know, a GA spot, and it was from marketing and promotions, uh, external operations, uh, I saw ones that were just solely game day type stuff, which didn't really pay hardly anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, communications, sports info. And just reading, you know, through different job descriptions is like, okay, this fits best for me on what I've done in the past. Because, you know, marketing, I hadn't really done a whole lot. You know, I didn't, as a student, I wasn't going out selling anything or, you know, trying to get people to games. I was just helping work, essentially. Right. Uh, so that was the biggest thing, really, is just kind of figure out what these schools are putting out there and seeing what was the best fit for really how I wanted to progress my career at that point. Yeah, so what was the kind of interview process like when you finally were able to land uh, an interview with uh, Northwest Oklahoma State? Uh, Well, it was interesting because at that time I was uh, the manager of a garden center. (laughs) So it's it's like I've kind of done just about a little bit of everything. Uh, And it was a joint of international market in Cincinnati. Uh, And so it was kind of like they would ask me questions about you know, my sports info past or communications past. And they would try to, you know, essentially pull information from me. And it's like, I didn't necessarily have an answer because mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, have you done anything with stack crew or written recaps before? And it's like, well, I've seen it. <laughs> I've, I've, I know what stack crew is. I've never <laughs> been on it before or done anything with it. Uh, but at that point, like I said, I kind of just fell into a, a good spot there because it was October Mm. So they they just needed somebody. I mean, and it's, you know, it's a lot of those positions, because it was either between them, honestly, or I was also looking at uh, Black Hill State up in South Dakota. So it's like you get some places that aren't, you know, quote-unquote desirable, but still offers great experience. And right. so I pretty much just had to, at that point, sell myself <laughs> to them, you know, as far as, you know, this is the type of worker I am. Uh, you know, I can learn quick. I've learned you know, sports I've never played before, and I picked that up, uh, and it's you know, it just kind of fell into place from there. But I mean, that whole interview process was a lot of phone calls, you know, a lot of Skype interviews, and just trying to, you know, yeah, multiple people from Northwestern had called me or talked to me at different points just to see, hey, is this guy going to be actually worth, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this this money and this education that may not have the strongest background in it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I just want to ask you this real quick. You're from Ohio. You went to school in North Carolina. Um, you were looking at a job in Oklahoma as well as South Dakota. I mean, what was your kind of restrictions like as far as the job process was concerned? Were did you were you looking to kind of be just all over the country, or did you actually want to stay close to home? Uh, I guess I ideally, yeah, it would have been great to stay close to home, uh, but just whatever you know, certain situations took me down to North Carolina, and then. Uh, my dad, who has traveled worldwide for business, has kind of gotten me onto you know wanting to travel. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
So with that, it's like, okay, so he's traveled. Uh, my brother, when he was in college, he had studied abroad in a couple of places, traveled to Europe. And it's like, well, <laughs> like, I'd love to see other places too than, you know, Ohio or <laughs> the small pocket of Mount Olive, North Carolina. <laughs> and so it's like, I, w- I was looking just about anywhere and everywhere. It's like, you know, it is tough just essentially packing up your life and moving somewhere. But once you get there, you know, a month or so, it's like it does all work itself out. So that was kind of the realization that I had where it's like, you know, these people want you to come here. They're hiring you. They'll take care of you. They'll have a, a you know roof and a bed for you and stuff like that where you're not just going to be – because essentially, I mean, you feel like it's like well, I might just be living out of my car for a month or so because, <laughs> I mean, my entire livelihood is packed up in my trunk. So it's <laughs> – and at that point, it's like, you know, living in a dormant college or a college apartment, you don't have furniture or anything. So you're just kind of like, well, I got my clothes and, you know, a TV. So I guess yeah. we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, but no, restriction-wise, there's really not, which I, that was the thing, too. It's like I re- didn't really want to limit myself because I knew, especially in an area like Cincinnati, where there's high competition, you know, for, you know, D1 levels or just like even, you know, competitive D2s and 3s in AI schools where it's not just like, you know, I can just send a resume in and, oh, I guarantee someone from Xavier saw that. It's like, no, most definitely probably not once they filtered through it. So right, it's like yeah. I knew I kind of would have to expand a little bit on, you know, my first couple of rounds of, you know, working. Yeah. Um, so like you kind of mentioned, you, you didn't really have much experience other than, like you said, you kind of saw the program, you, you saw what, what the SIDs actually did. So what were some things that kind of Northwest Oklahoma kind of like, did they ease you into it? Did they toss you to the fire? I mean, what were some tasks that you had to do starting out? Uh, I mean, understanding stack crew was obviously a priority uh, because Jay Lee uh, was SI, still current SID or AD of athletic communications, I guess is his fancy title now. Uh they wanted me to get on stats because obviously that's going to be the biggest thing to help. But really, my first day after driving, because I drove straight from Cincinnati to Alba, Oklahoma, you know, 18 hours, whatever it was, I get there, I get shown where my dorm is, and I get told, oh, well, there's volleyball that night here at home. Uh, well, we'll just kind of have you shadow, you know, stat crew, just kind of, you see it, see how fast it moves, you can call a little bit, stuff like that. And... So, me, I mean, I didn't have any, you know, polos or, you know, any Northwestern gear. So I just thought, it's like, well, you know, I want to be presentable. So I'm essentially in like a button down and slacks and <laughs> dress shoes, just almost overdressed for the, the, the non-conference volleyball event. And uh, the associate AD comes up to me and says, hey, uh, we don't have a PA announcer tonight. We saw that you did PA on your, <laughs> your resume. Right, so yeah. you're doing it tonight. Good luck. Well, welcome to Northwestern. Yeah. So it's like that was my that was my true first taste of, you know, on my own, not as a student or anyone to you know be holding my hand or anything. Because I was <laughs> asking girls, "Hey, nice to meet you. I now work here. What's your name?" <laughs> so I don't <laughs> screw this up here. Uh, which we did have uh, one girl from Hawaii, I believe, too, and that was fun. To oh yeah, that, that's try try not to go through. It's like I apologize to her after. So I was like, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me when I got out there was. Since it was October, uh, helping out with you know PA or anything else, you know game day setup, uh, but also you know the social media aspect, I kind of helped take that load, you yeah. know, off their you know, the departments, yeah. work and such. Yeah. Um, next question before I move on: What's rodeo like? <laughs> I still don't know if I have a firm grasp of. Uh, <laughs> what it is <laughs> uh, but i've seen uh, northwestern hosted two uh 
so I was actually lucky enough to see it live. And of course, I didn't talk, kind of back to my previous story where, you know, I wasn't dressed <laughs> appropriately. I wasn't wearing boots or cowboy hat oh, yeah. or <laughs> <laughs> jeans even that just kind of showed up and everyone kind of took notice of who I was. Uh, but <laughs> it's, it's definitely like a, just a different animal altogether because there's no real stats for it that you can do like yourself. Like I went as a photographer or, you know, getting highlights and such. Whereas, you know, stats is essentially somebody up top in a booth writing everything, like times and all that stuff. And so it's just kind of just sitting back and watching it all unfold. But uh, some stuff of it kind of surprised me because uh, I never saw like bull riding or anything up close. So <laughs> when you see the bull and like a pin rattling around there uh-huh. on top of it, it's just kind of terrifying where it's like, you know, me being from, you know, a city type atmosphere, I almost want to, like, you know, ask people, it's like, is is he going to be okay? Is this all right? When someone gets thrown from a horse and it's like, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> so <laughs> tough, so yeah. that, that whole, uh, I mean, that was, uh, that was just like a life experience there to see that, honestly. So, I mean, it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, what was year one versus year two like? Uh, as a GA? Yeah. Uh, definitely different <laughs> as uh, year one was a lot of just not only understanding, you know, the SID aspect of it, but also, hey, this is how Northwestern Oklahoma State functions. So you have to kind of get that as well. Uh, whereas year two, uh, we hired a, another GA, which uh, Mr. Sam Boyle, who, you know, we've had on this podcast, uh, now up at Alferno College in Wisconsin. Uh, he was in his first year while I was in my second. So to me, I felt like I needed to kind of like raise my game, so to speak, in that realm because, you know, I wanted to help him out. He knew things that, you know, I couldn't necessarily do. But I felt like, it, you know, I kind of had to help him, you know, ease his way in because I didn't really have anybody to ease me in. It was just right. kind of, hey, we got to go because, you know, <laughs> sports have already started. Uh, so year two is actually, I mean, I was fortunate that they brought me back for a second year, <laughs> that they, you know, I didn't butcher anything too terribly <laughs> in, in year one that I could start to understand it more. Whereas, you know, when you're first presented information, you kind of be like, Oh, okay. You know, I took notes. I've done it once. Great. Where now it's like, Oh, now I'm repeating it, so to speak. But now I know what I'm actually doing and (laughs) understanding it and can actually improve upon it. Not just, you know, do the bare minimum to just get it done kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so once you were done with that experience, you find yourself, um, Looking for jobs yet again, uh, again, kind of phrasing the same question for you. What was life like? How was the interview process for UIM? I mean, can you spare no detail? I say, yeah, that was actually uh, it was a little bit different because, you know, when you, you know, working at like a summer job place, you know, I'm sure everybody has one when they go home from college and all that good stuff. I didn't necessarily know, you know, if I could just walk in the door like, hey, I need to work for like three months and, you know, <laughs> do, do you want to hire me and pay me for that amount of time? Uh, so once I earned my master's degree, I kind of just took the month of May off. I <laughs> uh, just enjoyed life. And then you get to that point where it's like, oh, I need to have money to go do things. And there's student loans and bills uh-huh. and such, uh, which my parents were, you know, nice enough to let me stay there, too. So that was <laughs> that was a plus. Uh, but that turned into more of a little bit the same where I didn't want to just ground myself to Ohio or Indiana or, you know, that tri-state area. It's like, you know, for my first real position, I still might have to go, you know, however many, 600 miles away, whatever. 
Uh, I didn't apply to overseas though. I, I was more, you know, I was like, yeah, well, you know, I could, I feel, you know, with my experience, I can stay in the United States at least now. So I don't have to learn another language in the process. Uh, and that was more of just working and just kind of perfecting my resume, perfecting, you know, cover letters, portfolios, and just, again, a lot of mass <laughs> job applications <laughs> being sent out. And like I said, I just kind of hooked on with, uh, University of Arkansas at Monticello, and uh, it was funny because I even mentioned it on my interview when they brought me uh, down to the actual campus, and I was asked, uh, you know, what do you do now, essentially? You know, we see you working, you know, it says, you know, grocery store kind of thing. Well, what do you do there? And (laughs) I didn't think I'd be able to, you know, get the job in this way because I said, it's like, well, currently, you know, I used to work in a guard center, so it's, you know, plants and all that fun stuff, but still, you know, as a manager, doing business, whatever. And it's like, well, now uh, they recently installed a bar inside the grocery store in the beer and wine department, and that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like right when I said that, because it's like, well, I want to be honest, of course. It's like they could just look it up. But it's like, oh, yeah, well, you hired a guy who pretty much went from working as an SID or, you know, GA for, you know, communications to he works in a bar now. Yeah. <laughs> stocking, stocking shelves of wine. It's like, so, I mean, it, but... It, Again, that whole process of just going through all that was incredibly beneficial because you see how difficult and how competitive it is because it's like, you know, everybody tells you, oh, working sports is super competitive. Yeah, it might not even be worth it to even get into it or try or after you get out of it for a little bit, it's it's even more difficult to get back in. And it's just you just have to (laughs) keep on grinding after it and keep, you know, keep sending stuff out. (laughs) Um, How did you adjust going from the GA role to the director role? Uh, it wasn't actually super complicated for me or, you know, difficult. Um, I was fortunate enough, uh, when I started down here, the former SID was actually now the marketing and ops uh, athletic director. Oh, okay, yeah. Associate AD, assistant AD, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so he was still there, you know, in the background to kind of help me and guide me to be like, oh, okay, well, this is what we did for this. You know, put your spin on it, of course, but here's all my stuff where as, as opposed to just – you know, going to Northwestern as a GA, it's like I had nothing, and I was pretty much just you know doing exactly what I was told. Uh, so I mean, the first couple weeks or so, I mean, it took a little getting used to. It's like uh, before I kind of wrote out maybe like a daily task or something, or I wrote out big projects. Whereas like once I started my first year down here, it was all right. I've got a big whiteboard. I need to write down every possible thing I can think of. Because I'm probably going to leave something out here, and you know, for football and stuff like that. Uh, and then, of course, I, and again, it's kind of the same thing as you know, year one versus year two, where I'm in my second year here at UAM, and it's been you know, ten times easier, where you know, I can take on more, <laughs> you know, attempt to do you know better things and stuff like that. So. Uh, when you, I kind of ask everybody this, but when you kind of first sat down at your desk, day one, new job, you know, clean slate. Um, what was the first thing you did? Uh, I actually, uh, I got a story for everything. I actually <laughs> didn't sit, uh, my first day at my desk was very limited because my first day, uh, UAM and Northwestern Oklahoma State are actually in the same conference. Uh, so my first day in the Great American Conference and my first day was kickoff of football on September 1st on a Thursday hey. and UAM was playing Northwestern. <laughs> So it was almost immediate. So, of course, I'm texting, you know, all of my former, you know, friends and, you know, mentors and stuff like that out there. So it's like, 
<laughs> so it was nice because it's like, oh, this is mine. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, we've got football tonight. I should probably get started on preparing for that. And uh-huh. oh, it's by that other place I literally just came from. So, <laughs> so that, that that was definitely an interesting experience rather than just be like, you know, kind of take a deep breath and be like, oh no, this, you know, I did, you know, th- this milestone, this achievement, and for me it was a little bit like, well, I need to. Uh, <laughs> Make sure I got the schedule and everything else fixed, and uh, kickoffs in about two hours. So <laughs> <laughs> we got to get going. <laughs> um, I, I we kind of talked about this a little bit in the beginning, and I remember, I remember everybody's episode. I remember Sam's episode. He does kind of look to you to sort of the the graphics, the social media stuff. Uh, we talked about marketing, like I just mentioned, at the beginning of the episode. So, what are some things that your strategies that you kind of implement um, within your department? Uh, the biggest thing, I mean, I try to stay up with trends as much as possible. Uh, so, I mean, I spend a lot of time, you know, on like social media type stuff, uh, seeing what other universities are doing, whether you know, they're my peers here in you know, the conference or if, you know, it's at a D1 university like Kansas or Arkansas that has a whole department for that. <laughs> of just right, designers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, you know, making like gifts and stuff like that or, you know, programs, recruiting guides. Uh, so my biggest thing that I guess I've implemented in my second year would be the design aspect where my first year, you know, I used templates of what was done in the past or now it's kind of like the biggest thing on getting a place noticed, kind of like what we originally talked about, you know, well, I've got this interesting mascot. Uh-huh. How can I take that logo or, you know, that name and put that into game day graphics programs, whatever, and, you know, get, you know, the school noticed even more and get better publicity for us as much as possible. So I'd say it's just taking things that are noticeable is probably my number one priority in what I do. Of course, you know, it's like I'm not the strongest writer (laughs) necessarily. So a lot of my releases have kind of gone from, you know, traditional, you know, just paragraph by paragraph to uh, I actually saw something that university or Xavier University did where it's bullet points, but you include uh, just maybe like just a little headline or something just with you know color and just you know there's a little logo in the corner so just something that you know polishes it and just looks clean uh just to get you know even if no one's going to really even a parent you know knows it's like oh this is easier to read than just oh i'm going to read a book about what my kid did <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you kind of mentioned the things that are that are noticeable so what are, what are some things that you know help, help us out understand that a little bit i mean because within my department uh that i work within uh, what? How would I go about figuring out the things that are noticeable? I mean, because we work in it every day, but I mean, like like I said, we have the luxury of working in it every day, and then you still got the perception of your constituents and everything. How do you kind of identify that? Uh, as far as what's noticeable, I mean, a lot of what I get is from other universities or even you know professional teams, stuff like that. Uh, I know you know professional leagues, like say what MLB or NBA, NFL uses graphics or videos, interviews. Uh, Pinterest is a <laughs> huge tool that I use, honestly, because there's just just pages and pages of you know graphical design type stuff that you can use. And I mean, really, just stuff that has you know uh, like school colors. I've noticed that is starting to become you know a bigger thing because uh, usually every school has two, so it's like you're using that to make things pop as much as possible, as opposed to just you know, an athlete standing on, you know, a court or something with some words behind it. It's like, oh, okay, that's great. We've seen that a hundred times for you, uh-huh. you know, before. So it's like, oh, okay, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's the thing too. It's like, I try to change up, uh, cause when I first started, my graphics were pretty, I don't know, not bland, but similar for 
game days and you know achievements and such across all all sports uh, all 11 that we have here where now it's like you know volleyball and football which happened in the fall you know they'll get their own uh men's and women's basketball in the winter and then you know baseball softball or cheer or cross country like everyone gets their own unique design style which is you know similar ultimately you know you don't want to you know go and spend all your time doing all this work for you know maybe because some people might not even see it uh but just something that takes notice that's personal for say that sport or you know that achievement is kind of what i've noticed helps at least (laughs) or or gets a little bit more noticed (laughs) well i'd like to transition this part of the interview where i like to ask some fun questions um i kind of give you a little bit heads up so first question i have for you um devin is favorite memory in your professional tenure uh my favorite memory i mean i probably could think of one at each level uh the first time i really got into uh broadcasting at mount olive uh is one that i'll probably always remember where uh, you know, typically you'll have someone, because uh, the matter of we didn't necessarily didn't have radio uh, to start, so it was, you know, me in a headset or <laughs> just yeah. somebody that somebody that they hired that you know plugged into a laptop essentially is is what it was commentating. And one of my first times uh, was you know after I was done playing basketball, and they did bring like you know from Raleigh, North Carolina, a bigger area, came down because it was a big game. And, you know, Dave Jumson introduced me to him and everything, shook hands, and I was just going to be like, oh, can I hang out here and just watch what you guys do and just soak in information? And the guy just hands me a headset and be like, oh, well, my partner's not going to make it tonight, so you're on. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> and I even asked him, I was like, are you sure about this? Because I've never really done this. I mean, I don't even have a partner when I do my own. <laughs> just kind of talk to myself. Uh, so, that, I mean, that was, that was pretty cool that uh, it kind of showed me that which I try to incorporate too. If you know somebody younger than me is interested in this, say here at UAM or just wherever, uh, it's like you don't have to just be. You don't know, get out of here, kid. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm doing. I'm trying to do something here. It's like you know that guy who had done radio for however many years in a major market was willing just to kind of say, yeah, sure, come on. Like you're you want to learn? Well, here you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, that that was probably one of my my favorite ones from just kind of getting started out. That kind of even helped me shape you know how I kind of like run things today. Um, what about on the other side of the coin? What's your biggest horror story? That, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the number one, which, I mean, I, I won't go into detail, which uh, after traveling to uh, Nacta Cosada in uh, Orlando last year, hmm. uh, we kind of we did seminars on it on PR writing for when you have, say, terrible things that happen. Yeah. Um, so that, that was actually very helpful because as a GA, I'm, you know, or even a student assistant, you know, would see things happen, and it's like, oh, how are they gonna, how are they gonna talk about this, or how are they gonna, you know, get this information out? Uh, but uh, just like a fun horror story, though, would be with uh, actually involves Sam Boyle. <laughs> we were at Northwestern, and it's football season, and we decided, oh, we're going to, because uh, you know, October it's a uh, you know breast cancer awareness, and so we're gonna, you know, we got this nice new turf field here at Northwestern. And so we're going to paint, you know, these giant ribbons, you know, breast cancer ribbons, like on the field or uh, the way their stadium sets up. It's kind of like a, a half bowl with a grassy hill. So we're going to paint it on the hill, too. And so we go out there early morning. <laughs> He's there with me trying to, like, hold things down or, you know, hold this tarp down that we made ourselves. And, of course, in Oklahoma, it's very windy. And, of course, that day it just decided to be as windy as possible. So it's like the tarps blowing up everywhere. We're trying to like hold it down in paint. It's freezing out. Uh, so we get the one done 
on the ground and you know us trying to be like oh well we want to keep you know we want to do a really good job so we're going to try and go above and beyond so we paint one on the center of the hill we get that done eventually <laughs> and then we're gonna be like oh well let's uh see if we can paint more you know let's you know keep just go above and beyond it'll look really great for fans coming in and wind keeps picking up and you know we're on this you know steep slanted hill we have nothing to you know no stakes or anything so we're falling down the hill tarps blowing everywhere <laughs> and it was just it was just chaos essentially so it's like um, i haven't re- experienced too much as far as horror from an office side so to speak or uh-huh. admi- administration side thankfully huh? uh, that might be coming who knows <laughs> you know in my future uh, but it's like at least as you know in my you know, young short career it's mainly been you know physical labor stuff that just makes for hilariousness um what's one piece of advice you give to a student going into this profession uh that would probably be kind of what we talked about earlier a little bit is when i was in college is just attach yourself to as much athletics that interests you as possible because like you know i started out being a manager for your basketball or you know women's soccer and eventually that even transitioned to you know men's volleyball and helping out with everybody but it's like, you know, I didn't know anything about soccer, really. I mean, I watched a lot of it or, you know, I watched volleyball. <laughs> but it's like, by no means does it make me an expert. And it's like, once you start to get involved in something that could help you out in the future, you know, you start to grow and develop and people notice that and you start to move up a little bit. So it's like, I would just say, if you're interested in working in athletics, try and get as much experience as you can within your four or five years. Yeah, absolutely. Give me one sec. There is. Do you hear that? Is somebody backing up out there? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Oh, um, let's see. What may, When you look around the country, your conference, what division, or what have you, um, what makes a good SID? Uh, I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just say the biggest thing that, people want is just uh information about you know what you what you're you know about whether you know conference or your school and i you know at times obviously that can get uh just you know overloaded so to speak you know if you have however many you know crossover season sports going on you're just pumping out release after release and (laughs) there's been times where i've seen our you know email you know automatic you know releasing emails dip down in numbers and then shoots back up in spring so <laughs> uh, but I would just say that's the biggest thing is just keeping up with trends and getting out information. Uh, I mean, within a timely manner, I guess, but I mean, it doesn't have to be, I mean, that's one thing too is I guess it goes back to the advice thing is like, I thought things had to be out immediately right away where it doesn't, you can take a deep breath and, mm-hmm. you know, do do a good job on it rather than just be like, well, I got to get this out. So let's just ship it out wherever and regardless how it looks. Uh, but I mean, what makes a good SID is just, I'd say just make sure that you're getting knowing knowing your audience too probably helps because I guess I I post differently on all three of our major social media outlets differently where Facebook is you know it's like I don't want to you know <laughs> pick out you know certain like oh who's who but I I do different things for Facebook that I wouldn't necessarily put on Instagram right yeah Twitter kind of gets everything in between just because. You know, it's just this mass thing that accepts just about all kinds of formats of media. But, uh, I mean, I know who's on Instagram. It's more so our students or student athletes. So (laughs) they're not going to want a full release on, you know, what happened the other day. It's like they just want, hey, just show me a picture of me doing something. All right, moving on. 
scrolling through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been it's kind of about right, isn't it? We, yeah, we kind of know. Like I kind of know. That'd, that'd probably be the biggest thing is just knowing who your audience is on what channel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably helps the mo- probably helps the most. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? Uh, that would probably be the graphic design aspect. Uh, that's one thing that I wouldn't mind going back and maybe get like a you know associate's degree or something in graphic design. Uh, it's just one of the that's one of those random things that I started doing when I was a GA, and you know I see you know you constantly see just different graphics or schedule posters and stuff and how great everything looks and it's like wow I really like to do that, but I mean I don't have you know any formal training by any means is you know going in and clicking on random things <laughs> and just seeing what works and what doesn't. Uh-huh. Uh, so and that's kind of like what I've kind of enjoyed the most now uh, for what I do is I don't know it's just the most creative thing you can put your personal spin on what you design uh, because, you know, stats and releases, I mean, you're just talking about what exactly is happening. You can't really <laughs> get too creative when, when talking about a basketball game or a baseball game. Uh, so definitely I'd say design, especially with, again, going back to like social media platforms, I mean, different sizes and stuff that I've had to change how I design things. Cause before it was, you know, here's a standard picture and I'll just go post it wherever we're now. It's like, well, you've got, you know, Twitter, you got Twitter stories and Instagram, Instagram stories, Facebook, Facebook has stories now using gifts on Twitter. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so much and I don't know, it just fascinates me on (laughs) how much you can actually do on that. Right. Um, next time, actually you've been at so many places. I'm going to let you pick, uh, (laughs) next time someone's in the Cincinnati, Mount Olive, Monticello, Oklahoma area. What's your restaurant bar recommendation? I would probably have to go with the Cincinnati area because the past three areas I've been in aren't necessarily the biggest. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, the most I know about would be saying Cincinnati. And uh, as far as places that I like to eat, uh, as like I said, bar area, I mean, well, if you just go to the grocery store, <laughs> you can go in the right one, you can just pick up a, pick up a drink there. But uh uh, Eli's Barbecue is probably one of my favorite places to eat in Cincinnati. Uh, it's kind of down by the river. It's just kind of a, a house, essentially, that has you know a major kitchen in it. And you go in, you can eat inside, but it's really tight and compact. And they've got uh, tents and everything set up outside. Excuse me, on just what's a... I mean, it's essentially just an abandoned lot mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't have a ha- doesn't have a house on it, <laughs> just right next to it. <laughs> and they kind of got their own tents. And, uh, I mean, it's you know, BYOB, and so you can just kind of roll up. Uh, order your food, hang out on a picnic table, and just enjoy some good barbecue. <laughs> uh, work-life balance. What do you do to have fun? Uh, wait till summer. <laughs> I mean, if I'm being honest. Uh, no, I mean, that's kind of – I'm even guilty of it now as far as not having great balance. Uh, you, you know, there's, there's times, obviously, like crossover seasons is just – you know, horrible for everybody, <laughs> you know, who's, you know, one man shops and stuff like that. This just, it comes with a job. Uh, but I mean, there were times when I was a GA, which, you know, you're trying to move forward in this business. So it's like, Oh, well I want to work as much as possible. I need to work on as much as I can essentially to the point of where I'm just going to feel terrible <laughs> by, mm-hmm. by the end of the week. Uh, where now it's like, all right, you know, you go in at, you know, eight, eight thirty, you know, whenever you need to, you write out your list on what you need to get done, and then you kind of just move on from there. I mean, yeah, that's what I try to do. That's why I love having, you know, a big whiteboard and, you know, eight different colors of markers just because I can plan out 
you know, okay, this is, you know, you know this is a major project that's got to, you know, get worked on probably every day, a little bit at a time. Whereas, oh, something like a game day graphic, I don't know, I can knock that out the no. day before or the morning of, honestly. So, uh, and there's, I mean, there's so, so many software programs that help with that now too. Uh, but that would just be, uh, that's my biggest thing is just trying to figure out what's truly important to get done as opposed to just like, oh, I want to get everything done as much as possible. And then, you know, Thursday comes and it's like, well, you're going to have games that week. So it's like, (laughs) you just got to bank on having double digit hour days towards the weekend. So (laughs) you got to pace yourself a little bit. Um, If anybody had any questions for you, uh, maybe want to follow up with you, what would be the best way to do it? Uh... I mean, social media probably. <laughs> I mean, talked about that as, as much as possible. Uh, I mean, email doesn't hurt. Uh, it's my last name, L-U-C-A-L, at U-A-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U, at U-A-M-O-N-T. Uh, I mean, emails work. Uh, but, I mean, I've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Devin Lucal, Devin Lucal for short. And, I mean, it's really, I mean, pretty sure I'm, <laughs> I don't have anything set to private. So <laughs> if anybody's got any questions or comments or anything, just, yeah. Awesome. Social media. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Devin, for coming on. I really do appreciate it. (laughs) Well, guys, there you have it. A nice little uh, treat as we get in further and further into May. Uh, Next week, we will have Tyler Brosius. Don't kill me, Tyler. Um, I can't wait to meet you. Uh, I'm kind of excited for for his episode. Actually, he he pitched to me um, the angle of of which the interview to do. Uh, it was something that we've never really talked about, so I'm really really excited to get with him next week and then get the episode out into your guys' hands. Um, learn to learn a few things along the way. So uh, we're just excited all around for for the way we do this. Uh, and then we'll also kind of go with um, Mike Holmes from Georgia State. Uh, that kind of lines up the next two weeks ish for you guys. Uh, Mike was a guy I kind of briefly met at Cosida, and then I mentioned to him, you know, you should come on the show sometime, and I haven't forgotten that. And now we have him scheduled to come on here in just a few short weeks. So like I kind of mentioned in the intro, guys, if you can go ahead and go over and wherever you get your podcast and just leave us a rating and a review. And you can also uh, follow us on social media at SportsInfoCast. And then you can also email us anytime, sportsinfocast at gmail.com, guys. I want to thank you all for listening. I hope to catch you all in the next episode.